Sports Radio 92.7 FM WFNZ. Straight fire. This is the Wesson Walker Show. Even the crowd knows what's coming next. I'm sure everybody is coming into the midday show relaxed. David Tepper's got this after listening to David Tepper speak to the media for almost only 10 minutes. Brett Jensen got a last photo finish question in there to give us a 14-minute presser. And I'm sure we're all feeling great about the trajectory of the Carolina Panthers franchise. Let's talk about it here on Wesson Walker. You're listening to Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. We want to hear from you on the Carolina Men's Clinic text line 704-570-9610. The line once more, 704-570-9610. We will be taking your phone calls a little bit later, too. Maybe the 15-minute segments that we have at the end of each hour. And so we'll give you our thoughts on David Tepper speaking to the media. Chris Tabor did as well. Special teams coordinator promoted to interim head coach after Frank Reich's firing. So Chris Tabor did speak as well. He kept a lot of things in-house. Okay, that's fine. That's not the real story here. It's all David Tepper. If you gave us more than Tepper did. Well, well, I don't know about that. What I I will ask (laughs) you is if you were a Panther fan, Wes, I know you're slowly becoming one. How good do you feel about this Panthers franchise with David Tepper having spoken to the media? I mean, you feel awful, to be frank. You feel like you have an owner that doesn't care uh, about your interests and your desire for a winning product. And it's like a movie when you have that villain that comes up and gives that ominous speech that lets you know what's next for the city, his plans to decimate your city, and you're just sitting there in shock and fear as it comes on your TVs and billboards and everywhere else in the city, and you just can't control it. That's how I would feel like you would feel right now because it's such a tough time. Uh, for you as you have fired the coach. The season is as bad as it could possibly be. And then your owner basically comes up there and tells you nothing. So how could you feel besides aggravated, frustrated, angry, sad? So I, I, I will tell you, I actually feel pretty comedic right now. You're, you're, you're right about everything you said, every single thing. But what makes me so borderline happy to come into the studio today, you can see it, right? I am yes, amped up, ready to go. Gassed up. Because there's so many funny moments from this, and I choose to live in the funny rather than the pain today. Because there is a lot of pain, but also David Tepper speaking at the podium where we get the 14-minute press conference. Everybody is so universally against that guy right now. He has brought all of the Panthers fans together for a common cause as to, oh, God, we're in trouble with that guy at the helm. I did not want to come in here today grabbing the low-hanging fruit, just destroying David Tepper, whatever he was going to say. It's real easy, right? The owner, we could do the cliche thing. It starts at the top. Frank Reich doing a bad job play calling. Thomas Brown, Scott Fitterer doing a bad job drafting. Hey, but it all starts at the top. Like You get there a lot when criticizing a franchise. When he speaks to the media, it's really easy to just go in on everything he says, take the magnifying glass, try to find the negatives, and then just roast them. I didn't want to take the easy way out, but goodness gracious, what other other way is there to take? I... It was a lot of incoherent rambling. There were answers that didn't make sense. Lots of answers that didn't make sense. 
He just refused to answer some questions. Fiddy, well, like, here we are talking about everybody being on the same side. Fiddy comes into the fishbowl as we're planning the show. Tell the people what your favorite part was, because I'm with you. When he, What did he lead the press conference off with before he answered discussing speculation? Because this was your favorite part right from the get-go. Are we talking about his opening statement? Yes. Which wasn't even much of a statement. It was pretty much a, hey... Uh, thank you, Frank. Uh, I'm going to open it up to questions. And I'm going to let you speculate on my answers. Okay, we'll speculate. And if I said Matt Rule, I apologize. Or maybe, anyways, David Tepper, right? David Tepper is the one who spoke. I see some people. I thought maybe I said it. Either way, you're right, Fiddy. It, it's okay. Well, you guys can speculate. Well, okay. Then I guess we will. Th- that's always kind of been a simple answer for some of these guys that say, well, you guys don't know what's going on. I'll let you speculate. Okay, well, then don't get mad. When we speculate, because you literally told us that at the beginning, and we can't get to the bottom of any of the questions because you just flat out didn't answer them. So now here we are going to either criticize or give our opinion on what's going on within this organization. And so there is plenty of pain, but I choose to live in the funny today, Wes. There are comedic answers here for us to poke and make fun of. Tell me your favorite part of the presser if you listen to it, Panther people. Moose said Tepper can't fix his tie, so how can he fix the Panther? That That is a fantastic point. Fiddy likes it. I thought the same thing. Yeah. Well, he's got to let his chest hair show. The tie can't be blocking (laughs) it. Dude, that thing was more wide left than the missed kick in how many Bills Super Bowls in the 90s. But then boom. Oh, you you don't mean Gano's kick, do you? (laughs) Good God. Because Gano... That was a real high. Oh, Graham Gano? Yeah, that's what he said. The A64 number, too. I like this text. He called Tepper Thanos. I said they do, they both ball headed. So they both, and they're both their heads inevitable. look similar. Well, yes. Wes, as, as I've talked with, I don't know, a handful of people in person or via text message about David Tepper's press conference today, you are the second person in like 45 minutes worth of time to call David Tepper a villain. You're the second person. Mm-hmm. I was texting with Nada, actually, and I hope he's okay. I, You know, Nada doesn't really care. We know how Nada is. And he was like, yeah, this was – he's like the villain. He's the cartoon villain. And then I said, yeah, he left so quickly, it was like, ha, 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 ha. The cake <laughs> goes around, and then he escapes in a black cloud yeah. of dust. Like, boom, bye. That's what it felt like. You fools. Ha, <laughs> <laughs> That's how he left. Yeah. Can we get five more minutes? It would Brett Jensen. Hey, man, tip of the cap. Good question about Bryce Young. I thought they were all good questions. I mean, there wasn't anything so too. Yet, and good because you only had 10 minutes to make it count. And we didn't get a question from Scott Fitterer, who brought the heat on a Charlotte Observer headline. Saying David Tepper is the problem. He's oh, fired. You mean Scott Fowler. Scott Fowler. Yes. yes. Goodness, I'm sorry. We're, we're no, getting, you're good. You're good. I we'll just wanted to make sure the people knew so that they didn't get confused. No. Well, well, everything that we. Yeah. yeah thank every you. Every answer they got, we got to every every question. I deserve every bit of that. Yes. But Scott Fowler didn't uh, get to ask a question after the headline saying, "Hey, you fired everybody except the person you really need to fire, and it's yourself." I respect that, man. Boom. Salute. Press send. Press in, bring it on to the editor. What you think? Publish it. And David Newton didn't get to ask a question either, which say what you want about David. Like I, David's been nothing to, but nice to me. He's had his moments, right? I get it. But David is not going to care at all about a question that he asks. He just doesn't. And that's always what I've respected about David Newton. Didn't get to ask a question either, if I'm not mistaken. I think both of those guys, which both of these 
you get to decide how much you respect him and how much you write. I, Scott Fowler is an institution as a columnist. David Newton's been here covering the team for a very long time. Both guys have to get one question in if David Tepper is only going to speak every six months, every year, whatever. And they're just like, nah, man, we're good. We're, we're heading out. Peace. Talk to you whenever. It was amazing. All right, should we get off the bus? Do, do we pull up to the Let's scene? Get yet? off the bus. All right. Wes is calling it. Mr. Bus Driver, open up the doors. Let's get off the bus. We look good getting off the bus. I got something to say. Damn! People saying David Newton did ask the first question, so he got one in there. Willie P correcting me on that as well, so thank you. At least David Newton did get to ask a question. Scott Fowler did not, which is more of the story anyway because of the headline, because of the story that he wrote, with Tepper obviously being the problem. Speaking of the beginning of that press conference, here's David Tepper giving the opening statement to today's comments. How you guys doing? Just a couple opening remarks. Um... Listen, obviously it's been a difficult season. Uh, yesterday we made some tough decisions. Um, I have great respect for Frank Reich. He's a fine man. Also, Did he Coach Reich? Tabor moved on from Josh and Deuce yesterday, who are also very good men. Uh, Tabor will be up to answer questions on them. I'm sorry. Did, did he say right? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt that. Can you play the beginning of that one more time, Fiddy? Just and, and I'll be wrong on this. I just wanted to hear it again. How you guys doing? Just a couple opening remarks. Um, listen, obviously it's been a difficult season. Uh, yesterday we made some tough decisions. Um, I have great respect for Frank Reich. He's a fine man. <laughs> Dude's been the head coach for the last year. Like, I'm not, if you mess up, I, I'm not, I, I just messed up a little bit ago. I messed up probably two times in the first 10 minutes of us airing today's show. But I don't know, man. I just, I, I don't know if I give you the benefit of the doubt that you actually know how to pronounce his last name because of all of the other problems that you have speaking to the media. I, I'll give it to you here, Wes. What was your number one takeaway from David Tepper's press conference? Anything that you wanted to point to and say, I found that funny. I found that concerning. This was something I thought was particularly giving us more information. I, I'll give it to you with one of your bigger takeaways. Well, one of them was when he said that nobody ever leaves him that was a point for oh, me yeah. when he said that well I was just like wow well you don't give head coaches a chance to leave you because you fire them before they even get a chance to do so and I thought that that was a very arrogant comment then the fact that he talked about that he's patient in other fields uh, of his life when it comes to his professional life and his career but not here in sports and you've shown that and so it's hard for me to believe that you are patient in those other areas because if so, that would have carried over to here. Uh, those were the top two. And then, you know, when you just go to some of the other ones, especially at the end, and he was saying that he let the football people make the football decisions and that he just supports it, then pointed out that he could veto it or support it. And so when it did come to the Bryce Young deal, he said that everybody was unanimous in it. And he just supported that decision and it wasn't, him pushing the button like everybody else tried to say that it was when we know all along that he pushes all buttons in that place. Um, Glenn agrees with you with your first comment. How about when Tepper said, people never leave me? Yeah, okay. that was just 
Wow. Okay. All right. Yeah. Great. I guess you force them out every once in a while with some of the decisions that you've made firing the coaches that you have. Smitty from the city said, we started talking about a coach firing and ended up talking about how excited we were about Messi playing Charlotte FC. That was another one. Well, that that's my favorite part. And I'll just go ahead and read my tweet directly. That my, my favorite part of the entire press conference, and maybe we can even play this with the question included. We can get to it later. But Eric Spanberg of the Charlotte Business Journal asked, why do you think there's so much constant churn in this organization? <laughs> Speaking to the lack of patience that David Tepper tried to dispel and say, no, I actually do have patience. He said, with that patience has to come production. Like, well, yeah, but, if they're producing, then of course you're going to hold on to them. But which, anyways, so he said, what do you think about the constant churn in this organization? Why is there so much constant churn? That's what Eric Spanberg had to ask. And then David Tepper said, that's interesting. Churn, you know, just using the word churn. Anyways, you're a business guy. You know, I'll answer the business question. Anyway, guys, I brought up a lot of events here. 42 events to the city <laughs> of Charlotte. How about that Inter-Miami game? That was great. Stands were filled. Gano's game-winning kick. We've had some highs. We've had some highs. Gano's winning kick. Eric Reed, Guys, Eric Reed. He played here. Remember that? That was cool. Huh? <laughs> Shoulder tap. What are you answering? At that, he did not answer. Somebody asked me. There are a couple Tepper defenders here on the text line. Okay. Someone asked me, Walker, what questions did he not answer? My man. Did you listen at all? He answered nothing. There... If you want to say he answered them being extremely vague, okay. But how about that question right there where he's asked about the turnover in the organization when it comes to coaching staffs and whoever, and the dude was talking about Lionel Messi, Eric Reed, and 42 events he brought to Bank of America Stadium. He talked about the economic development here in the city of Charlotte. I'll just point to that question alone. I, it's not like I am so excited to come in here and criticize David Tepper. I would like to have an owner that we can all trust is going to bring this team to the promised land. It does not mean that David Tepper hasn't done anything good for the community whatsoever. We have discussed his his philanthropy within the Queen City. It's real. It's a lot of money, and he's given a lot back, and that stuff is great. People want to see a winning football team. People want to hear you take accountability as to why this team has been one of the worst franchises in all of American sports since you've taken over. Joe Person, right out of the gate, gave you the record and what it was. So that's what we want to hear. Forgive me if I'm not going to focus on the philanthropic efforts right now. And instead, at yeah, Bank no of America Stadium, that, we're there's asking no you about that. what the decisions are and how you're going to make this team better. That's yeah. what we're focused on. I don't on. want to know about passing out turkeys and, and drives and all of that stuff. This is not the time for that. This is pure sport and what's going on and the lack of what's going on. I would have even been okay with it if he would have statted me to death as to why he made this firing. If he would have said, listen, our offense is this and this and this and this and on third down with this and this. I could have lived with that. More than him basically just getting up there and saying it is what it is. Bad stuff happened. We made a move. That's it. Like, you could have put out another statement for what he gave us today. He gave us nothing. That's like, you know, going Clown to your show. kid and they did something at school and you ask them what happened and they tell you everything but what happened. I don't think you're going to be very satisfied with those answers. We aren't satisfied with that, especially when you're talking about a 1-10 in 10 football team. Uh, a team with not a lot of hope on the horizon. 
you could have at least come in and owned up to the fact that you haven't done things necessarily how you felt like they should have been or maybe that you could be a little bit more meddlesome and that you hope that you can find the type of people that you can't just let them do their job. But we didn't get any of that. We didn't get any self-awareness there at all. And so that's what made this presser such a blunder. It was a blunder. You want to talk more about it? Yep. <laughs> All right, let's do it. We give more of our takeaways from the David Tepper press conference. Coming up next, we'll take your phone calls at the end of the hour. Scott Fowler also going to join us. You won't hear a question asked from him. He didn't get to ask one after saying David Tepper has to look into firing himself if he wants real change within this organization. Lots to get to today on a Tuesday. Club going up on a Tuesday. It's Wesson Walker, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20-milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Wesson Walker back at Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. We got a lot of text messages once again. Carolina Men's Clinic text line 704-570-9610. Here are a few texts. We can go down the line and read. Rev Kev said, Tepper owes the media gas money for wasting their drive. Hope he validated the parking anyway. Yeah, like this is what happens with media press conferences every once in a while. Sometimes they're real short and that's just the job. And so, you know, I don't want to get it too twisted where people actually think I think that we should be compensated or media should be compensated for making that drive. But the joke is he did waste a lot of people's time today. We know you're not going to answer definitely question every, you know, answer questions every week. And yeah, it was it was a very quick press conference. Uh, Rachel wrote in on the text line and said PR rushed him off because they knew he had a scalp massage to get to. Uh, <laughs> that was a good one. Uh, Rachel, you know, brought the heat on a couple of them. I knew what kind of press conference we were getting when he said, "No one ever leaves me." He's, she said, "We know you like yourself." FFS. I'll let you dissect what that FFS stands for. Nine eight zero said Tepper may be the reason I go back to my childhood team. I love the Panthers, but I can't support a dude that does not get it. Yeah, yeah it sucks. That's, that's the problem. <laughs> what is that from, Fiddy? Where did that sound bite come from? That's McCaffrey. Okay, well, McCaffrey might have said that a couple times. He might have been talking about the Panthers. Yeah, that's what happens when you can move on from the GM. You can move on from the head coach have that, that they've done a few times, whether it be Wilkes, whether it be Rule, you get the idea. He's not going to move on from himself, no matter how many columns Scott Fowler writes about it. And that's the real part where, okay, you can see the light at the end of the tunnel. You can talk yourself into hope. When the coach is the biggest problem, when the GM is the biggest problem, but as so many people have talked about, as national pundits, as us local pundits here, Wes, as writers locally and nationally have pointed out, we know what the biggest problem is, and it's the guy that gave us a lot of nothing at the press conference today. Yeah, it was. And, again, we just talked about, and I see on a text line, one of the texts wrote in saying, well, what could he have said? He's doing the best that he can. But, no, it's not. He could have been a little bit more transparent. We got no information out of this. This is a very dark time if you're a Carolina Panthers fan. And I didn't hear 
a lot up there that was comforting besides we're going to try to do our best to get it right. And he did say that I'm sitting there with you guys, too, and we're frustrated, too. Okay, that's fine and dandy. But as far as just going in depth on what is happening, you got rid of a guy after 11 football games. Like, you didn't have more to say about why that happened than that. Uh, talk about the direction of the franchise and the type of philosophy that you want to have and what type of direction that you want to have moving forward because that's the thing I think Panthers fans are most upset about is that it doesn't seem to have any direction. It just seems like things are just happening and it's just flying by the seat of your pants. Brian wrote in the best apologies. How about this bar? You ready for it, Wes? The best apologies come with change behavior. Unless Tepper is willing to look in the mirror and ask himself why the decisions aren't working, the Panthers will continue to live in a quagmire of irrelevance. You like that? I did like that. It's a strong finish from Brian. We appreciate that. Good use of the word quagmire, too. Yeah, and if if you use quagmire in your vernacular and you're not referencing Family Guy, yeah, that's that's pretty good. We can go to 704 writing in. Joe Person came out of the blocks throwing haymakers. Much better questions than answers. You had a strong reaction to that too, Fitty? I thought when he started off with that question, I was like, oh, we're ready. Yeah. And, <laughs> and like, we're going to get defensive Dave, and he'll be up there. And I guess we did get defensive Dave, but I think that's why the media is mad though, right? Because like this isn't New York. This isn't Boston. But the media's gotten tougher on the owners, and they were prepared for questions. And he was like... Yeah, screw you. I'm not going to answer, but I'm going to let you speculate. And then when you speculate, I'm going to get pissed. Like, the dude's just a coward, and Mm. he's really a fraud of a human being. Mm. We deserve better. All right, there we go. Speaking of haymakers. Yeah, and because not only that, it's like, why'd you call it? My main takeaway was, why'd you call this in the first place? If if you were going to get up there and just be evasive, why even call it? As I said, you could have put out a statement or you didn't have to say anything. That That's the whole thing about it. No, no matter what was going on bad with the Hornets, you didn't see Jordan getting up there like that and talking. Well, that often. yeah. Yeah, I mean, you didn't, you didn't see we that. We wanted so, to hear from him, but I guess you're right. He, he yeah, didn't go up to the podium and say nothing. He didn't say anything at all. And he so just didn't say like, anything. Yeah, and so as Tepper, he could have done that. So when he called this press conference, you're thinking, okay, we're going to get – some insight as to what is going on. We're going to finally get some answers. And you didn't get any answers. So that was the thing that was the most frustrating. It's like, man, you have all this speculation around the press conference. And, man, he called this and he wants to address everybody because he knows that this fan base is in a state of panic, in a state of anger, in a state of sadness. And then you just didn't really do much to help ease that. So a couple of other comments from him today. We'll play some of the audio yeah, he. I mentioned this earlier. He said patience comes with good performance, that he does have patience. I mean, yeah, I could be patient all day with Bill Belichick. <laughs> if you win a handful of championships, yeah, I'll be patient with patient with you. But that's not what we're discussing. And, and by the way, somebody wrote this on the text line, and it should be addressed. It's a decent enough point. Somebody wrote in that we're acting like we have a problem with the amount of turnover. I think... We can have a problem with the amount. We can have a problem with the constant change because I think anybody would point to stability being important with an organization that has any chances of winning. It's not that I wanted Frank Reich to end the season as the head coach. I'm fine with moving on from Frank Reich. With this situation isolated, I don't have a problem with David Tepper moving on from Frank. It got real bad. The offense never improved. You do have to protect your number one overall pick, which is Bryce Young. And if Bryce Young was regressing since that Indianapolis Colts game, Wes, where I could point to every game, or I shouldn't say every, I could point to a lot of the games 
leading up to the Colts saying, man, he's showing us actually quite a bit. You just don't have a lot you're working with. Since then, there's been a lot of bad football from Bryce Young himself, too. Bad personnel, bad offensive line, bad wide receivers, but also bad performance from Bryce Young. And I'm not shying away from that. But if Frank Reich is allowing his number one overall pick to regress, okay, move on from him. Big time change. I didn't want to keep him. So cool. Chris Tabor going to be your interim head coach. Earned it with his performance with special teams. I'm not saying that he should be the next head coach. I don't want Chris Tabor to be the next head coach, but this is a fine enough decision. It's just that this has happened a lot since he's taken over. And when you constantly fire guys, it means that your team isn't performing. Wes, it's not an exaggeration to say that this team is one of the worst performing professional franchises in all of American sports since he's taken over. That's a, that's a fact. That's true. And you know what? The only time that we saw any semblance of winning, any semblance of mediocrity with David Tepper at the helm, it was with Steve Wilkes last year. We got a couple people that are mad with me bringing it up, but man, point to anything else that was successful with another coach. We, we went six and two, David Tepper, or excuse me, Cam Newton got hit in the shoulder by TJ Watt. They had an awful second half collapse that was unforeseen. He moves on from Ron Rivera. I was actually okay with them moving on from Ron Rivera. I got it. The defense wasn't performing well. That was his thing. Fine. Matt Rule. I thought he should have moved on from Matt Rule even earlier, to be honest with you. I thought two and done should have been the case for Rule. But the practice, the hiring practices, they aren't showing that you're making the right decisions anywhere to this point. And the guy that was winning with this organization or at least giving you 500 football, you let him go. And you decided to bring in somebody that would eventually have the fourth shortest tenure in NFL history as a head coach. Think about that. You moved on from somebody in Steve Wilkes to bring that guy in to be the next head coach. And that's why we have all this frustration and questioning towards the owner. Couldn't have said it better because if you would have put up blind resumes of all these coaches and say, which one would you want to hire? You're going to hire the one with the best record. And so with Tepper, that is that adds itself to his lack of credibility because you're like, hey, you got rid of the one guy that did win and now you fired two coaches that don't work, especially the indictment of how quickly he's gotten rid of Frank Reich, how quickly this hasn't worked. And you could look at Frank Reich and yes, he may have been wronged in a lot of ways, but there were a lot of things that he did early in the process to where you and I and and, and Fiddy and, and on this show, we talked about how we thought that it was a solid hire and all of the things that Frank Reich had done in the past and what he could bring to the table. But then we start seeing things from the pressers and things that he's saying. And then we keep talking about the offense and how it was supposed to be some big secret. And then once we got to the regular season, it was anything but, and it was super vanilla. And we didn't really see much at all from what was said. And so it made that higher, the more we got deeper into it, look like a big mistake. And it got magnified being the fact that you got rid of an interim coach that had galvanized the group. And I think that's the thing that's missing in here too. These guys were galvanized under Steve Wilkes, uh, no question about it. And so now the trust is at hell zero to me was David Tepper. I mean, he's really got to come forth and knock this thing out of the park because the narrative with him that is building, it does make it look like it's going to be hard for him to be able to bring in the next candidate, especially if they have any type of credentials and, and great pedigree, unless he throws a bunch of money at them. Because other than that, there's no want to come here because of the culture and the environment. 
704-570-9610. That is the Carolina Men's Clinic text line. Lots rolling in. I wanted to read Steven's text, which you're right, Steven. He said you guys are forgetting that we had 42 non-football events at the stadium this year. That's right. We, we are forgetting that. That's a great point from Steven. Thank you for reminding us. 704 wrote this in. Look, Tepper isn't an everyman, quote unquote, and is hard to like. However, I don't buy into him being the biggest problem. I'm a Panther fan from day one, but when it comes to the play on the field, it's the players, coaches, and GM that are responsible for the results. There are plenty of bad owners in the NFL, but when they win, it gets overlooked. I couldn't, he says, could. I could care less what Tepper says as long as we get the personnel in place to help build a winning team. That's coming in from Brett, but he hasn't exhibited that. That's what we're questioning. He hasn't given us a coach that has, sh- has shown us that he should stick stick around. Right, I mean, at, at least Steve Wilkes is the guy. Steve Wilkes could have been that guy that bought some time based off of what you had in the second half of last season. And here we are with another bad losing record. It was not supposed to go this poorly. Not this poorly. If you would have told me they're only going to win five, six games this year, I could have bought that as the floor, Wes. That was what you had them kind of finishing at. Six I, and 11, yeah. I didn't expect it to get this much worse. Me neither. Not this much worse. And even the losses I thought would be competitive for mm-hmm. the most part. Brett says Tepper isn't an everyman. It is interesting that he tries to identify with the everyman with his time at the podium. Here's the comment from David Tepper on his message to the fans that have practiced patience enough and you're still not being rewarded for it. Uh, every week, you know, I watch these games and I've watched, you know, been around football for a long time. And listen, once upon a time, I was just a fan. Poor kid in Pittsburgh. That's what I was. Oh, yeah. So I know what it is to be a fan. And every day, every week we come in, it's part of us are fans. Okay, Nicole and I sit in that box and we live and die with every play. Uh, so I understand how the fans and I understand their frustration and I appreciate that. Um, I can just say this, we will make it better. I'm not promising that's going to happen tomorrow, but it may. Okay. Football is a really interesting thing, what can happen in two or three-year time span. David Tepper has done this quite a bit since taking over. He's tried to identify with the people of Charlotte. He's tried to identify with the everyman. And in a lot of those situations, I did like it. We can be cynical, very easily so, and say all he's doing this for is to get in the good graces of the people of Charlotte, which is fair. But... Even if you want to roll your eyes at him drinking beers with people at the beginning of his tenure as owner out there in the streets of the Queen City. But that is cool, though. Like you're showing yourself being available to the people of Charlotte like that. That's cool. You can view it in a cynical way. But I always gave him credit. If people are, oh, dude, you're worth billions of dollars. Okay, nobody's buying it. Okay, but he's making an effort. I, I never gave him any hell for that. You are a billionaire, though. And nobody forgot about the basement dweller comment last year. Lots of people throw that. I was watching the press conference on Twitter because the Panthers make it available for you to be able to watch on social media. And man, I saw a lot of tomato emojis. <laughs> and I saw a lot of people saying, yeah, but what does it matter? We're just people that live in our mom's basement. When you have that kind of comment, you can only do so much help for yourself when you try to identify as the man that was poor in Pittsburgh who grew up and became a success story, which by the way, great job. You deserve a ton of credit for that. That's excellent. You really, you really did become a self-made millionaire turned billionaire. Great success story, but man, you're one of them now. It's kind of how life works. 
You're a billionaire, and now the same rules don't apply to you as they do to us and the people that you call living in their mom's basement. That's only going to stick with a few people, and it's not going to stick with as many as you might hope it to be. It's too. not, and that kind of lets you know some of the things that he really thinks and inside of of his mind and just saying how he's going to make it better. It would have been nice to get an explanation as to how he's going to go about doing that. Um, that's this whole thing. It's just a lot of unknown in this organization. You don't know what's coming next. Just when things get wild as far as the season going down the drain and then you fire the coach and then you call a press conference and then you don't really say much at all. It just seems to be one thing after another where there's no direction. And until he starts to figure that out. He's going to continue to have a tough time. I mean, yes, he went out and paid for the head coaching staff to come in here that we thought was going to be a great uh, amalgamation of minds to come in here and turn this organization around. But uh, that hasn't worked. And so now this organization, it's just it's just a lot there that needs to be fixed. Well, and, and so just so everybody understands that it, it doesn't mean that I'm just pointing to everything as a awful mistake. I do like the idea of allowing yourself as a resource to go out and get whatever coach you want, or at least get yourself in the door with whatever coach you want. Some people may turn it down. We've seen examples of that. But when you pony up to keep a Jero Avero around, it's a big deal. That is that is a pro from David Tepper. He's got a lot of money, and he ponied up to keep a defensive coordinator that, for the most part, people think did a good job. When you have enough money to try to assemble this all-star cast, maybe you did not ex- think this was coming where there's the too many cooks in the kitchen thing. I know you were worried about that. You know, Maybe that is what played out. I I understand that way of thinking. I think the big problem with David Tepper is poor decision-making constantly. And the meddling owner thing. And he, he talked a little bit about that. We can get to it later as it pertains to Bryce Young being that number one selection, as it pertains to Frank Reich being the eventual head coaching hire. But there's been too many reports about David Tepper meddling when he shouldn't. And when you meddle and you have one of the worst franchises in American sports since you took over, you said it yourself at the podium. The buck stops with you. And that's who we're criticizing today. It's Wesson Walker Sports Radio, 92.7 WFNZ. We're going to get to the pulse of Panther Nation in just a moment. We skipped a lot of the Fitty Flash yesterday because we were talking a lot about Frank Reich's incoming news, about his firing. I don't want to skip it today. Let's go to the first Fitty Flash. What you got? It's all right to be a little Fitty. A little hometown or a big old city. Might as well share, might as well smile. It's not all bad coming out of Pantherland as Steve Smith and Julius Peppers are semifinalists for the Hall of Fame. Something that once we get later in the week, we may spend a little bit more time on. But, you know, this is uh, this is Julius's first year on the ballot. He's a semifinalist. Feels like a good chance he gets in and growing momentum that maybe we finally get Smitty in the Hall of Fame later this year. 
Yeah, I think that Peppers is going to get in. I think he's a no-doubter. And then for Steve Smith, we know the weight that wide receivers have. I think he's certainly worthy, but I don't know that he'll get in this time. I think he's going to have to wait like a lot of other guys. Yeah, I, Julius Peppers should get in. There's just there's no reason not for him to be in the Hall of Fame immediately upon his eligibility. We know how the Hall of Fame treats wide receivers. Steve Smith might have to wait a little bit longer. I think he's a, I think he should be a shoe-in. Just the way this thing operates, he might have to wait longer, which would be unfortunate, but it is good news. Fitty, thank you for bringing some good news to see Julius Peppers and Steve Smith you know, being recognized as some of the better players, not within the Panthers franchise history, but within NFL history. It's Wes and Walker allowing you to sound off. Go ahead and call in. We read a lot of text messages, but you can call in on the same number, 704-570-9610. Call in, share your thoughts and comments on these airwaves by dialing 704-570-9610. We take your phone calls coming up next on Wesson Walker. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, Ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Baby Fitty is dancing today, and I like when Baby Fitty dances. I don't think Daddy Fitty is dancing, despite us not getting any confirmation on what his job status is from David Tepper, because 10 minutes, that's all it was, 14 minutes, I think, exactly after Brett Jensen got his final question in about Bryce Young. But as David Tepper was exiting the room you heard Joe Person specifically, maybe other people were asking some questions, but Joe Person was saying, hey, what's Scott Fitterer's job status? And David Tepper didn't answer. So we don't know. That was one thing people were asking on the text line. Man, really wish we could have got some answer on Scott Fitterer. Who knows what he would have said, but we didn't get that answer because it wasn't long enough. I think most media members thought we were going to get something longer from the owner of the Panthers franchise. I ask you to call in. A couple people did so. Let's hear it. We appreciate that. 704-570-9610. This man called in yesterday. He was so good. He decided to come back on. And it reminds me of the Nick Jr. show. Hey, it's Franklin, the turtle. Turtle man. That's what I'm going to call you. What's up, Franklin? How are you doing? Oh, God. Listen, guys. I'm kind of a panther closet panther fan. I've been living here long enough to get a little frustrated with what's coming out of Charlotte. But I'll tell you what, that press conference today was a classic 101 case study in narcissism. This guy doesn't need the local college level. He needs a whole team to come in from Helsinki, you know, to study this guy. He's an absolute train wreck up top above the shoulders. Yeah, he made some money. He gambled. But here's the thing. Let's get back to the GM. Didn't Fitterer and Fontenot come in at about the same time in that same class? Uh... I think so, maybe. Okay, yes, I got you. I know you're talking about Atlanta. I got you, yes. Yeah, okay. So look what he's done with the fighting authors down there. So the number one goal, everything is in the context of winning your division and hopefully having enough gas in the tank to get to the Super Bowl. But this guy, Fitterer, has got to go. Thank you for the phone call. I think this is the second time Franklin brought up at the Atlanta Falcons at this point. My, my, my guy said he's a Closet Panther fan. I, I don't know how much Panthers fans welcome him, but he brought up Arthur Smith. 
again, and he brought up Terry Fontenot this time, saying Scott Fitter hasn't done what Fontenot has accomplished with the Falcons. Okay, I, yeah, that's probably true. They don't have a QB either, but anyways, Franklin, <laughs> I don't know. I, I The narcissism comment, I've seen a few people toss that word around with David Tepper. And he says, quote, nobody leaves me. I know it's not the Panthers. I know it's not this organization. Take it for what you will, but nobody leaves me. I keep people around in my circle, just not with Carolina, I guess. I thought he was just very defiant. That's the thing. It's like, okay, you you talked about in the last segment how he said he wanted to be a man of the people, the, the common man, the every man. That press conference did not read every man to me. It's like every man would have got up there and leveled with the people. Like, look, man, I know this thing hasn't been going how you want it to go. I've been making some mistakes. Maybe I am a little bit too involved. You know what I'm saying? Can we can we get that type of uh, personal depth from you? I think that would have worked wonders with this fan base. But because you got up there and basically was just like, I'm not going to tell you anything that happened. You've seen what happened. You can speculate. Mm-hmm. Th- that just adds gasoline to the fire, my man. That's right. That's right. By the way, um, with, with David Tepper, you know, going up and, and speaking to the people, trying to be that everyman, it, it, you're right. It it just can't come across that way. And I think what most people want to hear is accountability. And it's not just with David Tepper. They want to hear it with anybody in charge. They want to hear Matt Rule fall on the sword. That was the biggest problem. There were a lot of problems with Matt Rule at the, at the podium. But people wanted to hear Matt Rule not dish out the blame to other people. They wanted him to accept it. They wanted Frank Reich to accept it. And I think for all of his faults, I think he did. I think Reich accepted a lot of responsibility. Now, people got tired of hearing the message that, hey, we know it's not good enough and then nothing changed. But he took accountability. David Tepper's not nearly as much as what people want him to. And I think that's why people are frustrated. Let's go back to the phone lines. You can call in 704-570-9610. PMAC. I like that name. P-Mac calling in. What's up, P-Mac? What's on your mind? Guys, what's going on? Uh, did you guys get my text message I sent you just a minute ago? Well, I can look for it. There are a yeah, lot. Yeah, we're getting flooded, but, man. But this is your platform to share that with us over the air. What you got for us? Well, no, I just I just had Yaffo, uh, and Greg Olson was sitting right next to me, and we walked together to the car. I got. I, I sent you guys oh. the picture. So, Spill the uh, tea, baby. So, yeah, well, hey, so, you know, it, it, it's true. Like, he's interested. So what, the reason why I was even calling is because, like, you know, I, I'm a little bit, you know, I talked to him, and obviously I wasn't going to go talk to him and air out everything that was said uh, because I wanted to be respectful to him and his wife having lunch and whatnot. Sure. Whatnot. But, 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 guys, i, I got to say, having Greg Olson involved with the Carolina Panthers would be a, a, a huge benefit to us. I think from a cultural standpoint, just because of who he is, what he is, what he brings, um, and I'm obviously we're all big, you know, um, you know, Greg Olson fans. So, you know, I, I'm not, I don't know if I'm putting my ballot in to say Greg Olson should be our head coach, even though he is interested. In, and, you know, I did speak to him a little bit at lunch. So I sent you guys that picture, but um, I think, I, I think I'm interested in seeing someone like Jim Harbaugh and uh, Ben Johnson and having someone like Greg Olson really be a cultural, a culture setter uh, or a changer. Cause we kind of need that. Don't you guys agree? We need that in Carolina. We didn't have that. We didn't, we didn't see any of that the last 11, 11 weeks of football. So Greg Olson could be that very thing. We know what he, what, he, what he is. We know the type of person he is. So 
you know, I kind of, you know, I was hoping you guys were well and thought I'd call in for a little bit just since I just, I just met the guy. So (laughs) (laughs) no, we appreciate it. PMAC. Yeah. On site at Yafo. And I see the picture now I can, I can confirm for PMAC. He is standing next to Greg Olson in this picture. Uh, That is on the docket today. I, I don't know if we wrote it down, but we should talk about it with the athletic reporting yesterday. Greg Olson would be interested in taking over this head coaching position if asked about it. I think I saw a lot of people on my timeline yesterday. I don't know about you, Wes, where people were caught between a rock and a hard place where everybody was like, okay, we love Greg Olson. We love him. I also don't know if he's going to be the best option to be a head coach because we want some stability. We want something that we feel great about. And while we feel great about who Greg Olson is as a guy, he's one of the best Panthers of all time. Name going to be in the ring of honor. He's that good of a tight end in this franchise's history. Do I want him coaching the team and then we got some hate for him because he's not winning the first (laughs) time? I don't want that. I just want to think nothing but positive thoughts about Greg Olson. That's what I want, man. And so I don't want him to come in and coach and have a couple losing seasons and only contribute to the way of the losing the last couple of years. That's where I am. But I feel bad saying something bad about it. I just... No, it you doesn't shouldn't. seem like a good idea. You shouldn't because you think about when the Raiders brought Mike Mayock off of TV and put him in their front office as their GM. They were a laughing stock for that. They still take flack for that today. If you take Greg Olson straight out of the broadcast booth and put him in as your head coach after what has been going on here so far, no, that's not going to fly. And it, it, it just wouldn't be a good look for this organization. Now, if you took him and did the John Lynch deal I was about to where say, you took him and yeah. put him as a GM, that may be more suitable. But – to take a guy right out of the TV broadcast booth, and I know he was a great player here. I get all that, but to take him straight out of the broadcast booth and put him as your head coach, nah, not not right now, not in this climate for the Carolina Panthers. That's not going to work. But GM, I think, would be a more plausible move. But we love you, Greg. Uh, signed Panthers fans. Lots of people saying, hey, Greg Olson fan here. No, thank you. Sorry. We still love you. That's kind of how everybody's <laughs> feeling. Let's go to one more phone call. I know we got a couple people on the line. Maybe we can get to them on the other side. We still got some things to get to. Rick calling in on the phone line. Rick, we appreciate the time, man. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great. Just got off work. Love listening to you guys. A lot of times I'll listen to Mac and Bone driving into work early in the morning. And uh, I had called them about two months ago saying that Frank Reich seems to be a nice person, but he could demotivate a squirrel. And so, <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> and Mac and Bone sort of like that. They asked me if I had any uh, lazy sleeping squirrels in my yard. But um, anyway, I just think this guy appeared to be a zombie on the sidelines. I, I just can't see how he gave any spirit to team members and so I really think it was time for him to go. I mean, people want to bash Tepper, but I think he 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 couldn't go soon enough. I mean, I think you I, I think in the remaining six games, the Panthers will win at least three or four of them. Whoa! Okay. As long as the new as long as the new head coach has a pulse and a smile, I th- I really do because their division's horrible. I mean. Come on, give us a break. They're in the easiest division in the league. I really think they're going to go four and two or three and three as long as this new guy will get a little bit of umph about him and get him fired up. 
All right, we appreciate the fault, Rick. You're the best, by the way. That's a man that can motivate a squirrel if I've ever seen he, a squirrel he motivate motivator. a squirrel. Yeah, you know, that, thank you, Rick, for giving us that line. It's certainly uh, optimistic, but Frank Reich, I think a lot of people had that same problem. You want to get to one more phone call? Campus Corner coming up next. You want to try to fit this one in? Yeah, before we, let's, all right, do it. let's do it. One more phone call. Seth calling in. Thank you for waiting patiently, Seth. What's on your mind? <laughs> Uh, I've been thinking about, like, why would Fitterer still be there with this kind of dark night of the Panthers we had a couple days ago. I mean, the only thing I can figure is with the Brian Burns situation looming, and it already feels kind of fumbled, but he is the continuity when it comes to contract negotiation. Do you think there's anything to that when it comes to them trying to salvage what's ever left in this relationship and not have to start with someone new negotiating. Fiddy, play the sounder, the one that you like so much. Oh, goodness. No, hell no. Yeah, that's my answer to that one. I don't really think that that has uh, anything to do with anything. You can get a GM that can come in and recognize that, hey, they want to sign Brian Burns back and can negotiate a deal. So I don't think that's why Fitter is uh, being retained, if he is to be retained, because I guess we won't really find that out until the season's over with, but no, I don't don't think so. No, appreciate the phone call, Seth. Yeah, I, I I don't think that's a reason. I get your trying to find one. I know it took some effort to land there because you're trying to figure out why Scott's here. I don't think you have to try very hard and it's really just because the timing doesn't make sense it doesn't benefit you if you want to let go of scott fitterer and you want to promote dan morgan to be that that's guy, who i want to see as the gm then man. maybe then maybe that would be the answer if you want dan morgan to get his ducks in a row before he actually takes this job full-time maybe there's some sense bring back to be the had. mirror shield it, that'd be sweet that'd be sweet maybe there's some <laughs> sense to be had there but honestly I, it might even be the exact opposite wes if negotiations have not gone well with scott fitterer in this front office i think suleiman also some to consider as the capologist if it hasn't gone well with this party then there might be more incentive to move on from the front office if the goal is to keep brian burns and clearly those guys are not really all that close in negotiations let's move on to the campus corner but we still have plenty of carolina panthers conversation still plenty a david tepper combo to get to as the show goes on you're listening to wesson walker sports radio 92.7 wfnz